The Cardinals sign a veteran running back. Kyler Murray is popular. And I need a rebranding of one of my favorite sayings on this show. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors uh, and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So I've kind of got a grab bag podcast today. Camp's continuing. There have been young players balling out, Paris Johnson Jr., Michael Wilson. Uh, Greg Dortch is another you know fun name that, that, that people love, and I'm going to talk about him in part in the third segment. Um, Cardinals on a running back. And this is important for a couple reasons. And I'm going to discuss those. Marlon Mack now in Arizona Cardinal. And Kyler Murray's popular. 12th in jersey sales. uh, Top five in kids' jersey sales. What does that mean for the Arizona Cardinals specifically? I'll hit that also in the second segment. First, you know, the Cardinals signed Marlon Mack. And for those who remember Marlon Mack during his Indianapolis Colts days in 2019, uh, almost 1,100 yards rushing, eight touchdowns, tacked on a couple. Or no, he didn't. I lied. Um, yeah, I mean, he had, he had a breaking out party his third season in the league. And then I think it was the first game of the next season. He tore his ACL and then Jonathan Taylor happened. So, uh, you know, Marlon Mack had a very, very short stint as a fringe star running back in this league. And he's been a journeyman since, uh, you know, he was in Denver and, uh, he was in uh, San Francisco last year also, but, what, I talk, what I've talked about this offseason is it's a prove-it year for the Cardinals. You know, normally free agents come in, sign a one-year prove-it deal. That's what people call it. The Cardinals are more in a mode of proving that things are different here. And I think it could be mutually beneficial here with Marlon Mack. He's 27. Again, injuries. Hasn't had a lot of run the last couple seasons. But there's a wide array of touches that are up for the taking in the backfield for the Cardinals in 2023. So James Conner is going to be the RB1, even though I think moving forward, as I've mentioned multiple times on the show, he needs to be the closer. He needs to be the LeGarrette Blount. He needs to be the guy that touches the ball 40% of the time, but 80% of the time in crunch time or in milking clock time, where you just need three, four, five yards carry in an effort to milk the clock when you're up 10 with six minutes to go or whatever it is in that random scenario. But adding Marlon Mack, he's proven he can do both out of the backfield, catch and run, Okay, Keontae Ingram is still kind of unproven. It would be great if he ends up taking over that RB2 role and solidifies himself as a guy that can be utilized for the future. But bringing Marlon Mack in, I think, is the right move for both sides. Um, Marlon Mack wants a job, yeah, but he'd like a chance to prove himself, and he knows that there's going to be meaningful touches for him with the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals may have found a diamond in the rough who can just add to a running back by committee-laden team, which is what it seems like the rest of the NFL is doing. 
So this is just another move for the Cardinals to really find and search for guys that they can take with them moving forward as this pivot continues into, you know, more of a positive trajectory. So I think it's great. And listen, I mean, you everydayers know that I'm, I don't fanboy over things really. I mean, I worked in radio for 12 years, which kind of removes your fandom because you have to be, you know, not just a fanatic about any specific topic. But I fanboyed over Marlon Mack forever. I wanted the Cardinals to sign him a couple of years ago when he was a free agent. Um, and the fact that he's there, like for me, it's fun that I get to watch Marlon Mack be an Arizona Cardinal. Uh, I was the same way with DeAndre Hopkins. That's a little bit easier. It's a little bit not so uh, a little bit more obvious, but I, DeAndre Hopkins was my favorite receiver in the league when he was with Houston. The fact that he was with Arizona for a couple of years was was fantastic. But all in all, when you're looking at the Cardinals' offense now, I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't think there's going to be any more additions. Obviously, uh, uh, preseason's right around the corner. But like, I think that's it. I think they're going to ride with this, ride with this, with this squad. And I'll tell you, there's a lot more talent on the offensive side of the ball than is given credit for. I know Kyler Murray's out. I know the quarterback situation is kind of up in the air until he comes back, but it could be a lot worse than James Conner, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, Greg Dorch, Michael Wilson, uh, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride. Like it could be a lot worse. And, you know, adding Marlon Mack, I think it's just, it's fun. It's fun. And who knows, maybe he'll play a good chunk of this season and he'll show something that would allow him to maybe sign another one-year deal or a two-year, $5 million deal to stay with the Cardinals after the season. Marlon Mack has shown fringe greatness, short stint, and then, you know, he tore his ACL. But going into that next year, going into 2020, he was looked at as a top 12 running back in the league. And if he's able to stay healthy, who knows? Who knows? Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Um, Kyler Murray's popular. Imagine that. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to Jersey sales are a fantastic indicator of what people think of players as with fans. And um, I'm just super excited to talk about this because he was even higher than I thought. And uh, let's, let's hit that as we roll on here on a Friday edition of locked on Cardinals. This episode of locked on Cardinals is brought to you by underdog fantasy. So here's the thing. Underdog fantasy is awesome. It's an awesome entity. All right. August is here. You know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out uh, trying out best ball in underdog fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. You can try it with underdog's best ball mania tournament. This is insane. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even Bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So don't wait around. Uh, visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. Locked on Cardinals. I'm Alex Clancy. I'll just put it right here in case you didn't know. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please go to the YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. It's going to be a, a bonkers year. It's going to be a wild year. I'm stoked for it. Like, this isn't like, oh, you know what? 
gotta sugarcoat this. It's gonna be a tough year. No, this is what a natural rebuild looks like. It's not, oh, you know what? They probably should have rebuilt, but they added two stars and you know, overpaid them just so they wouldn't be uh in the cellar, like like we've grown accustomed to over the last decade. This is a true fun rebuild. I talk about this a lot and I love talking about this. Think of the Detroit Lions. That's what I hope people see the Arizona Cardinals as at the start of the 2024 season. Fun, play hard, energetic, things like that. Like, you know, the the Cardinals were the apple of everybody's eye to start the 2021 season when they started 7-0 and 10-2, and even though, you know, national media members were like, you know, it's it's fake gold, it's fool's gold, whatever it was, ended up being. Um, But the Cardinals have never been that fun team for more than, you know, a season. You know, the 2015 season was great. You know, there have been some good seasons, but they've never been labeled as a fun team. And I feel like if Monty Osivore hit on those draft picks, B.J. Jolari and Garrett Williams and Paris Johnson and, and Michael Wilson, like this could turn into a fun team overnight. They could be a darling this season. And it's going to be that way because Kyler Murray is still rehabbing his injury. We don't know when he's going to come back. What we do know is he's got a popular jersey. He's number 12 in jersey sales uh, across the NFL. And the coolest part for me is he's top five in youth sales. So when you look at this, Kyler Murray has been a very polarizing character, very polarizing player. He plays video games. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's demonstrative on the sidelines. Uh, you know, he's he's not a traditional-sized quarterback. Oh, he's not a good leader. Oh, he's not this. Oh, he doesn't watch. Look at the jerseys. Like, the jersey sales, it's not an important thing in the grand scheme of things. It's not. But Kyler Murray as a player is popular. Kyler Murray as, for the fans, is popular. Now, I'm sure a lot of this has to do with the state of Texas because he was looked at as, you know, arguably the best high school quarterback to ever come out of that state. But I feel like people don't understand the star power that Kyler Murray has. Well, he hasn't won anything. You know how many stars there are that never win jack across all sports? That's a bad, that's a bad, uh, a bad metric for star power. Now, What does this mean for the Arizona Cardinals? That's what I teased before the podcast. That's what I teased in the first segment. What it means for the Arizona Cardinals is, with where they are right now, uncertainty, but with nothing but possibility, youth, excitement, culture building, infrastructure shifting, whatever, all of the the terminology that I use on pretty much every podcast. Kyler Murray gets it this year with Jonathan Gannon, who is lauded, Kyler Murray, for his football acumen, his intelligence, everything like that. If they can put it together and have a young nucleus of drafted players coupled with the veterans that are on the team, and Kyler Murray gets it, this team could go from worst to first this season to 2024, the end of 2024, in the NFC West. It's like, oh, that's crazy. 49ers, Rams are imploding. Seattle only goes as far as as Geno Smith goes. The star power of Kyler Murray, 
plus maturity of Kyler Murray, where he has a coach who actually coaches him and helps him, could change the trajectory of this organization. And it's just a nice reminder that people like Kyler Murray. Fans buy his jersey. And it's something that is just like what could happen with this organization. They're a dormant volcano. Been extinct, but now upgraded to dormant. It's a lot of ifs. It's a lot of, well, this, then, this. But we're still in the kind of hypothetical portion of this journey where we haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen a playoff game or a preseason game. Monty Osifor did his job by all metrics of an NFL draft. Buda Baker is back. Monty Osifor did his job, gave him a little extra juice this year, made his contract fully guaranteed, added some escalators, added a little guaranteed money. Zayvon Collins looks to be in a clear position, maybe playing outside linebacker instead of being forced inside because Steve Kahn doesn't know what the hell he's doing. For those that have watched this team closely, and I know a lot of you have, most of you have, the frustrating part about this team is there's always more talent than what we see on the field with win-loss record, point score, and everything like that. And this season could be the beginning of what everybody's been waiting for, the culmination of talent turning into points, turning into wins, turning into functionality. And that's something that Kyler Murray needs to be the head of the snake of. He needs to spearhead it. And when he comes back with his popularity, we heard from the jerseys, we see from the jerseys, with his talent on the field and with the raw potential that the Cardinals have on this roster, even though the defense doesn't have nearly as much talent as it needs to for them really to succeed right away, we could be on the precipice of something absolutely incredible that's never before seen in the Valley as pertaining to the Arizona Cardinals. Just fun to think about. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. The three Teslas. I'm retiring the name. I need a new one. I need your help. We're going to talk about that next. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. Yeah. I'm just jacked for Kyler Murray, for him to come back. I'm so excited for him to come back. Like, it's just, you know, it's been such a long time since we watched him play football. And so many terrible things have happened since he since he played his last snap. I mean, some good. I mean, you know, new regime in place, but DeAndre Hopkins gone. A lot of uncertainty around the offense just in general. You know, it was a, it was a snowball effect for sure. But now, if he comes back in the first six weeks, we could be talking about a very different Arizona Cardinals team going into 2024 as we would if he misses 8, 10, 12 games. The three Teslas. For the everydayers who know, bear with me. I'm going to need to tell those who don't. Uh, I, I call Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, and Greg Dortch the three Teslas. They're zero to 60 in 30 seconds. I need something better. And I'm outsourcing this. So I think it'd be fun. What is a good name for that trio? Because if they all play and they're all healthy, this offense is going to be wild. No team in the NFL has has that amount of speed, obviously, you know, they're a little on the shorter side, but Rondell Moore last year was incredible in space. He was incredible in space. It was so much fun to watch. Hollywood Brown is looking to be a wide receiver one. We'll see if he can do it two years in a row. Um, 
And then Greg Dorch is the guy that Cliff Kingsbury never utilized enough. It took Cliff Kingsbury two seasons to figure out that you could throw the ball to Rondell Moore in front of the line of scrimmage. It's unbelievable to me. And with those three, their skill set, their speed, and their size, there's just got to be a cool name. We got to come up with something. So DM me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Comment on here. I want a fun nickname for those three before the season starts. That's your homework assignment. I ain't going to do it. I just think the three Teslas is just kind of, mm, it's it serves a purpose, but it's not exactly where I need it to be. So I'm going to need help with that. Uh, you know, as we go into the, we've got preseason football next week. Let's just take 10 or 15 seconds. We've got preseason football next week. Let's sink in. It's been a wild offseason. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kahn got fired two offseasons ago. There's been so many things that have happened. There has been so much. I mean. The Cardinals, and and I, and I believe this because, you know, unlike what some think, I actually mean everything that I say. The Cardinals may be in the best position they've been for sustained winning in the last 20 years. So let that sink in. It's not because of the talent they have on the roster right now. It's not because they're going to win more games than they lose next year. But the bandwidth is as such. And the draft picks are as such. And the youth is as such. To where there's no telling what the ceiling could be for this roster and this team, this organization. And that is massively... massively important for fans, for media members, and just looking at this roster, looking at this organization in a completely new way. And yes, Monty Ossifor, Jonathan Gannon, etc., can supersede Michael Bidwell's inability to not put his foot in his mouth at the most inopportune times. I'll leave you with one of my favorite analogies that I've come up with about this roster. Monty Allison Fort down through the coaches and the players. It's like a tent used for a wedding in inclement weather where everybody's under that damn tent. And that tent is in the middle of State Farm Stadium. Doesn't matter who the overlord is in Michael Bidwell. Monty Allison Fort can change this organization from the general manager position down, regardless of who the owner is. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you on Monday.